Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes, as well as the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. How are you this morning? I'm doing pretty good. I'm flying solo at home. Uh, My wife, Ashley, has returned to work, so I have two munchkins. They're currently sleeping, so let's not get too enthusiastic. I mean, you can because you're in my head's headset, but but I have to keep it. I have to keep it neutral, even though we're going to talk about uh, Tharja being back again as a as a as a as a hero, a special hero. But we'll get to that, right? I, I like to imagine that I'm just a voice in your head. It's true. Eddie is my Fire Emblem hero's conscience. I'm actually doing this show by myself, and people often comment, "Why is Ryan talking to himself?" and "Why are there long pauses uh, whenever Ryan says?" something that needs to be corrected and and again we'll get to that because there's some fun stuff in here but 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 first let's talk about banners the genealogy banner do you want to go first because my story is a is not a fun one uh well yeah with the genealogy banner um i uh whirlwind and discord did a yolo pull Mm -hmm. uh he said he had about 30 orbs and he figured he'd try a loop and managed to get uh ishtar within like uh three pulls i decided yeah why not i got some spare orbs and uh with the announcement of the new banner i know i'm probably gonna end up buying some orbs or at least you know i have a month to farm for them uh but um i decided to go and do a yolo ring of the genealogy banner uh, i did not get an ishtar like he did but i did get an aries on that first cir- circle so Hmm. Well, that's good. I did not fare so well. Is is Ares considered the the best of that banner? I I didn't really find out on I, that one. I haven't really double checked that. Um, him being a non dancer red cavalry unit, I was he was the one I was kind of least interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I understand, he's probably the more important character of the game. Maybe I don't know. Once again, it's a Japanese only game, so that's true. Uh, apparently, he's like the son of Eldigan from that game, but that doesn't tell me much either. <laughs> doesn't help me. Oh yes, the Lord Eldigan, the Great. Well, Eldigan. Eldigan's already in the game, and you know another cavalry red unit. Sure, he uh, is. I, I actually, it sounds familiar, but not really. So you got Ares. Have you have you played around with him at all? Is he is he a good find? Uh haven't had a chance to really play with them much i just got them and i have like three or four teams that i'm leveling up with a mix of uh gold characters and uh silver character or four star characters that i'm working to get to level 40 so i can level them so that's interesting so when it came to the genealogy banner, I, I mean, correct me, I probably, you probably talked about this last week, but I, I just spaced on it. Um, did you get any of the other characters? Was Ares all you were missing, or? Uh, I got Lean last week, the right. dancer lady. I, I um, heard she's good. Uh, everything I've heard that she's similar stat-wise might be, I think, a little faster than um, Olivia but another red sword dancer. So, I mean, I was interested in her because she was another dancer. It's always nice to have a couple spare dancers there. It is. Yes, especially of the so. sword variety. There's only other, just Olivia, right? 
Uh, I think so. Um, yeah, Zero was a Lance unit, then all her alternate versions have been Axe units. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we'll talk about later, we're getting a new Flying Dancer, so that'll be the second one of those. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, we will talk about that in a bit, but I do want to spoil everyone's fun. Last week I mentioned I had no interest in the genealogy banner. I think, and that that continued right up until the end of the show when something you said last week was, um, you know, your rule of always kind of, not a rule, but kind of just like a general guideline of doing about 50 orbs and then, and at least getting a pity break. So I decided, you know what, I haven't done some summoning in a while. Legendary Lynn kind of, you know, graced me with her presence quite quickly when I was streaming. So I was like, I got a bunch of orbs. Let's see what happens. And I spent, without keeping track, before too long, I found that I spent 130 orbs. And I didn't get any of the genealogy characters. I got Pity Broke by Micaiah, which is the Tweety Bird mage. Uh, And that's what I'm going to call her from now on. So I got Tweety Bird mage. And I was looking for her for a while, like when she came out on her original banner, and then when she uh, popped up in one of the legendary banners. Because I don't know, it just it was it, it was cute. She had a little bird on her shoulder. I thought that was fun, and uh, I, I kind of forgot about her after I'd spent a bunch of orbs on her before. But yeah, I blew 130 orbs, and I think you and I we had a bit of a you, you were my sponsor. I contacted you on Discord. It's like, man, I'm really bummed. I just spent 130 orbs, and all I got to show for it is this Micaiah. I don't know what I'm going to do, man. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. I was jonesing, and I'm not jonesing, just kind of like feeling really down because uh, I was kind of hoping to get at least one character from, like that's what I was going for is just, just trying to get one. I didn't care whether it was Ishtar or Lean or Ares. It, it really didn't matter to me as long as I got one of them. But then Micaiah was a nice boost because I didn't have her before. So I don't know. I'm 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 now back up to like 140 orbs and I'm ready for the special banner that's coming out later, you know, uh, next week. So I'm still good, but and and free to play orbs seem to be plentiful, like just raining from the skies. I think the game has never been more generous. So I, I don't know. When that's we what happened. Get the new banner. We'll have a um uh, uh whatever you call the thing though. Yeah, the, the login bonus. Well, login. Have a login bonus that day, and then the next day we'll get another login bonus for the Tempest trial coming up. Yeah, so. and it is a month long banner, so I'm not like you know really that worried that I'm not going to be able to get one of my heroes. And I'm pretty sure with Lynn being the legendary hero last last month, this month's legendary hero isn't going to be like top top tier for for me because as we've established before, for me it's about characters and, and my attachment to them as opposed to you know, whether they're powerful or not. Like, I got Halloween Jacob yeah, when I was... It's highly unlikely they're going to do a second Lynn in a row. <laughs> well, that was something we were talking about before the show. It's like, I, you know, should we do more characters for Summoner's Focus that we have an attachment to? And it's like, we can't just keep doing Lynn. I mean, we could do Lynn every week. We'd probably be fine uh, because there's so many of her. But uh, we couldn't do Lynn and Lissa every week. People would start unsubscribing. So we have to spread the love around. Um... But yeah, I just, I kind of, um, my general idea when it comes to summoning is, is getting that one hero that I want and then backing down. And and I'm pretty good as a gut check when the trailer comes out. I'm like, oh, I don't know any of these heroes. They don't look especially cool or do anything that crazy. They're not lighting Reddit on fire. I can skip this one. And I didn't stick to that 
rule set with the genealogy banner. It's a Japanese game, which I, I, I'm fine with that, but it's not a game I've played, so I've literally no attachment to these characters. They're not even characters that have been in the Smash franchise, which is the only connection I would have to Japanese-only games. So I just... I guess the consolation prize of Tweety Bird Mage made it a little better, but if it had been like a Teatu or a May or another five-star blue that I already have or red that I already have, I kind of would have been a little bit more upset. But in my mind, I guess I spent 130 orbs and I got Makaya, and that's fine. Um, well, I mean, the part of it for me is that I do have a bit of a um, Pokemon-type mindset where I want one of everyone. Right. So, and since... They have yet to remove anyone who's five-star exclusive from the pool, five-star exclusive pool, not counting the up to one that they drop down after the banner ends. Um, You know, the initial banner ends. I kind of, you know, am more willing to try to get things because if I get a pity break, it and with the smaller pool of, five stars no longer getting maze or lelina's pity breaking you at five stars um it is you know something that i'm more willing to do because maybe i'll manage to get that uh crom you know cavalry crom that popped up or that i Mm -hmm. don't have yet or that you know evil maniacal lind from the very beginning that you know, while she hasn't been on many extra banners, still hasn't popped pity broken me yet. You know, one of the starters or early characters that I still have yet to get. Right. You know, so I'm more willing to spend a few and get a pity break because I want my catalog fully filled out. Yeah. You know, but it, it makes like sense. I said, I'm trying to be better about not, you know, buying a hundred or $150 worth of orbs every banner because, you know, that's expensive. <laughs> yeah, the orbs are expensive, and, and I'm I'm looking now at, at this special orb promo. I bought the first one that came out. I think I bought the second one. So there's only been th- three, right? Am, am I remembering that correctly? Because I've only bought... I've only purchased two, and I don't think I've skipped so, any. Sort of. Um... There's two of the quote-unquote special orb promos. Uh, they released, like when they did the 2.0 update, they released a starter pack, which gave you a Black Knight and a bunch of other bonuses, mm. as well as some orbs. So, I mean, that was only $5, not the $20 the special or $10 the special orb promos are. I think it's only 10 you know. But... I think you're right. No, you're right. There, were, there was the starter pack... There was the promo, and then... So, yeah, it was like a $6 bundle, which was the first one. Then it was $20, which was the orbs and something. I, I, I've put money into the game now, and, and I guess I just look at these promos that are just going to keep coming, and even those start to add up if, if you're a free-to-play person. Because adding 20, 20 orbs to your collection, it's not a lot of orbs. It's an extra summoning circle, I, I suppose. But um, True, but it is an extra summoning circle for a small price and you get a bonus of additional stuff if you want it so that might get some people who were you know leaning more towards the free to play and to go ahead and spend a little bit and get more another summon you know true 
No, that's a good point. And I guess I just, I'm, I, yeah, orbs are expensive. I haven't really been buying them, but, but, I, but I do want to talk about Tap Battle, which returned this week and it's now a month long and it has the addition of extra stages. So how are we feeling about this it, it, Tap Battle being back for a month? I know we've established that it might not be for us. However, it being around for a month, I have some theories as to why that might be the case, but I, I wanted you to, to take a crack at it first. I'm kind of curious to hear what your theories are, but I mean, it's, it's Tap Battle. It's I mean, still I like Tap Battle. You, yeah. I, I like that you can get feathers from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a nice way to get feathers that is not as complicated. Maybe not complicated is the right word, but, you know... Depending on what difficulty or what skill you have at it, it's can be kind of easier and quicker to, uh, you know, run three or four rounds of tap battle as opposed to three or four rounds of uh, training tower mm-hmm. and such. Um, so it's a nice way to get some feathers. Um, you don't get any experience or anything. Um, the music's nice. Um, I believe uh, Faeologist was commenting that he likes the music. Which is yeah, it's nice to hear the music. Um, still has the weird thing of that you have me uh, on the boss stages. You have one music for the uh, up to the boss, and then they do a whole new soundtrack for the boss, which oh, right. is I think the same every time. So, well, I I think that was something we touched on last week. But I guess what I'm more referring to. In terms of my theory, as I play Tap Battle, I've, I've, first of all, I completely forgot that it was in there for, for this month. And then, you know, the daily quests, and I'm a, I'm a daily quest hoarder. I, 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 uh, not hoarder, but completer. I need to complete it all. And then that's me playing the game. If there's any extra time, so be it. But that's usually my, my end game for each day is to get those daily quests sort of, you know, squared away. And I I was leaving the daily quests for Tap Battle there, and I'm like, oh man, I should go in and do Tap Battle. And I think that's kind of one of the reasons maybe it would be nice to have it there for a month for folks like us, because Tap Battle takes not only time, but attention. Like, you have to be paying attention at all times for Tap Battle. You can't be looking away, or you're failing miserably, or you're, you're just not doing as great. So I think it being around for a month helps folks like me who get distracted and don't have the time to sit and solely devote to tap battle whereas everything else for the most part like the daily check and stuff can be done auto battle wise and does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah makes sense yeah so that's that's my theory number one but the the second theory is is kind of like uh i i think they're trying to get more people to try it out over the course of the month like they're trying to make sure that everyone's checking in and maybe they realized that it wasn't around long enough you know that's sort of attached to theory number one but i think maybe that's why they've they've kept around longer to give people more time to check it out because there's so much else going on in the game when you think about it um yeah and um part part of my thoughts process is like like i said before is that uh from what i've heard of way that the way that type of game can be received in japan think that's part of it is that you know the japanese side is showing a lot of enjoyment of it or whatever and so they're uh, you know uh because um as i mentioned last week i think at this point tap battle is going to be a permanent thing it's just going to change theme each month 
Yeah. So I think, you know, on the 12th or whatever, when this tap battle ends, there's going to be a new one starting for next month with a different theme. Um, you know, you kind of mentioned the extra stages seem to be a way to justify a month-long edition. Um, I'm not sure, because the extra stages stop at 3. Wait. If it was, like, once a week, you were adding some more extra stages, great. But uh, from what I can understand, there's going to be no more stages added at this point. Because we've already added all three extra stages. So literally the three stages, is just it's just three. So I remember they had that in the news, and I thought, like, oh, well, that's probably tied to some larger content drop. Like, it's not three stages, but three groups or three stages a week, something like that. But... But your 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 yeah. your understanding is it's just those three and that's it. No new content for Tap Battle for this month. You just play what you got. Yeah, if they are going to add any more extra stages, they are not telling us about it. It'll be a surprise when they do. Because hmm. if you go into Tap Battle right now, and no matter where you look, nothing says like it was for the that first week. New stage will be added in X hours. Nothing in the thing says a new stage will be added. As of right now, it just, you know, fades away in 22 days and that's it. Hmm. Nothing about a new stage being added. Whether you go into the extra stage page, the basic page, or the, or, you know, the main page that lets you choose between the basic dungeon and the extra stages. Um, one thing I will note about the extra stage, um, it seemed to me like it had more of the song on the expert expert difficulty. Oh yeah, it was longer. It felt longer to me on the expert difficulty, and it does seem to be the three different songs that they had, or three songs. I don't know if they matched to the ones they had earlier on the regular dungeon. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, no, it's a different song for the um final but it did seem to be more of the song on at least one of them the middle one definitely seemed to be almost like the whole song right if nothing else looking at the um and this was on the hard difficulty not the normal difficulty looking at the combo i managed to get up to on the um hard difficulty because i've gotten to the point where i do it hard first and then i'll go back and do normal just to have completed the normal difficulty um so when i was looking at when i was doing the hard difficulty there was a point where I was doing pretty well and got like a 60 uh, note streak. Hmm. You know, it's not bad. I'm Which terrible. I think at... I did, yeah, I think I did perfect on one of the normal difficulties and I got like 20 notes or 30 notes. So, definite difference in the number of notes possible. And oh, it yeah. did feel longer when I was doing the hard difficulty. Yeah, the, the, the higher, I think the higher the difficulty, the the more the definitely more notes there are and uh i'm i've kind of i've shifted away from the hard difficulty where you're having to tap each row and, and doing the casual where you're just hitting the oh the yeah I, I don't do expert i do casual i know i'm not skilled enough to hit expert yeah no i, I just have no interest in in trying because i i was starting with hard and doing the four rows but it's just not as fun as the bottom tapping but i mean this is all stuff we talked about i i just really wanted to look at the three, this, the extra stages, they they really build those extra stages as something that was, like, maybe their infrastructure of the app only supports the the 100 floors. I don't see why you had to have, like, oh, extra, extra stages to me dictates that 
And I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that extra stages to me dictates that this is a continuation. Like three more extra stages isn't isn't like yeah. oh a grand I mean, improvement, you know. When when this one started like last week on the day of the episode, um, I looked at it. I was looking at the uh, notes about it, and it did indi- seem, indi- seem to indicate that there would only be three extra stages. I'm like. Is that correct? Because that seems really short for their quote-unquote extra stages. And I thought maybe it's going to be the extra stages are around for a week and, you know, you'll only have three at a time. But everything I can tell, it seems like this is all we're getting extra stage-wise. It could be something with how much work it does actually take to build it. It might be harder to build than we think. Um, I think the uh, what they needed the update to change was the opening screen uh you know now when you go into tap battle um you get the option of the regular dungeon or the extra stages Mm -hmm. instead of just you're automatically in the first dungeon so i think that's really what they needed the update for and also adding the feathers to the thing yeah the, the hero merit right yeah the hero merit feathers well i I for or, one no, hero merit that gets you the gets you two feathers. You, you do get feathers eventually. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I I for one welcome our tap battle mode overlords. So uh, look forward to yeah, that. I don't, I don't mind the ever. tap battle. I usually do enough to get all three of those daily quests, and it's one I don't mind doing. I have a uh, I have my quote unquote family team that does it daily. That's good. You know, it's it's the alternate family thing. Although I could probably do the proper family since you know. Other than Odin, since it doesn't for tap battle, it does not need to be a proper uh, viable battle team. <laughs> no, you're right. It can be a hodgepodge. It doesn't really matter. They don't have to yeah, sort I of could, connect. I could put Robin in, uh, not kind of um, Morgan in there, as opposed to, and have three blue mages and a, you know, healer for my tap battle team. There you go. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Uh, before we move out of, of game stories, I you were going to give me a pass on this, and I'm not going to let you give me a pass on this because this is pretty ridiculous. Um, so Grand Conquest, Rival Domains, the new Brigades mode that's been in the game for months. Uh, <laughs> I had no idea that you could build out your team with with friends' characters, like manually saying, I want to add the Phaeologist Legendary Ellawood to my team. I did not know you could do that in the sense that I had not discovered it. Um, And this probably goes to show that, A, I'm not going to blame the game here, but I'm also not going to blame myself. I think it's a partial thing in that we do this show, but there's so much being added to the game, so much being added outside the game from the Reddit, and it's just hard to keep track of everything. And I knew that your friend's characters, that was, like you said, a selling point. I knew that they had some impact. I figured they just kind of got slotted in, once your team was all dead, you know, um, and 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 looking back, I know none of this makes much sense from a usability standpoint. So the UI for adding your friends' characters, I, I discovered it because I think Void and uh, Void and Whirlwind and the Phaeologist were talking about it in the Discord, and I was like, oh my uh, god, yeah, I had um, no idea. Void was commenting that he had managed to complete a level forty uh, battle in the Grand Conquest, and was commenting that. He didn't have a full cavalry team. He had like 
three of his main cavalry units and use the Phaeologist's Elliewood, plus 10 Elliewood. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they were discussing that. It yeah. sent me down a rabbit hole to, to kind of look at brigades again, because really when I built those brigade teams, I just like sorted by movement type, threw a bunch of inventory or in, infantry in or armored in and, and went from there. So the fact that you can pull from your friends and and that's why people are saying it's like, oh, they want to max out their friends list so they have like access to as to a full cavalry team again feel very very silly having to admit this on a show that i that i host about fire emblem heroes but this is a learning experience so i'm glad i know this now and i will move forward with this knowledge for for great power and great responsibility so uh i just wanted to pop that in in case anybody else maybe didn't connect that but it's it's a really cool system and and finally again i know i'm a couple months late but finally, a genuine use for having an active friends list. I just, and that's all I'll say. That I will end it. I will end it there. Except for the fact that warping characters not being able to attack makes this so much easier. <laughs> oh yeah, it definitely makes it a lot easier. But yeah, from the point of rival domains, I I knew you could physically add your friends. That was part of the selling point. Is that if you don't have board or twenty um, force or. 20 for, level 40 heroes grab one from your friends and it's like you know and one of the first things i did the very first person i added to my brigade brigade was your lynn and you mentioned that you and know, i and just I kind pointed of like, that out so i know the fact that you didn't realize you could physically add your friends characters was kind of surprising to me but see like every my armored lissa sitting in there with her um distant counter that most people would not expect to find on Alyssa but you know I might be a little obsessed <laughs> yeah and here's the thing is I even when you said that I was like oh she showed up that's really cool again like not understanding that you could manually add but whatever yeah. I've learned my lesson now so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I'm kind of enjoying Grand Conquest a little bit more I am still kind of you know, bl half blindly going in and doing the full boost. And it's just a, sometimes it's fun though. I like to let the auto battle kind of take care of most of it. And then I clean up at the end to make sure I get the bonus, the, the max bonus from, from killing things. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of enjoying it. There's no real mode that I despise in this game. I kind of, kind of like them all equally um, to, yeah. to a certain extent. So have you had anything else to add on Grand Conquest? It's still Grand Conquest. It's still, um, it's hard to get much enthusiasm for it because it feels like I have. It still feels like I have no control over the main. What they seem to be billing as the main point of the Grand Conquest, which is the controlling different areas. Um, yeah. I saw a couple of people, couple guys in Discord who were commenting that this morning. Uh, they woke up after being way down to either having a nice even one or they were far on top. I played about midnight, 11.30 midnight last night uh, to make sure I did my quests. Came back this uh, where my team had like 15 or 20. Came back, my team had like six. So it's like, what the F is the point? I put in a bit of work and all of a sudden... My team goes from having most of the map to barely having a top corner where it, you know, it's like, this feels not fun. 
I I definitely feel you there, and and I and I saw the same posts in the Discord of of those like just swings, like the rubber banding in it is is kind yeah. of frustrating, and and I don't know, like does the game want you to check in every two hours all night? Like it doesn't end. Like that's the thing is is it's like the voting on it's a, it's a it's a mode that continues while you're while you're asleep and and speaking of voting and, on and it, the reset the has like four hours before it starts the new one ends yeah. at the reset you know 20 or 44 hours after it started but i mean if you manage to get thrown on a team with mostly japanese people who are playing right up to the reset or you are on the team that has no Japanese people who are all asleep up to the reset. You either have a great chance of winning or a horrible chance of winning. And you have no control over that. Yeah. Well, I guess for me, it's just more about doing my best to get the, it, the match yeah, it, rewards. Right? And it's still fun. And it's, yeah, it's fun to go in and do the um, stuff to try and get your tier up. And tier is the only viable reward, in my opinion, in the game. The rest of it is just random luck. Yeah. In the mode. But I do feel you. You know, like you, you wanna, you wanna get the max everything right, and it can be yeah, tough. And my, my thing that I like voting gauntlet over this is that you choose your team. You know, I mean, there's no real basis of reasoning. It doesn't really matter which team you're on in this, so not choosing it doesn't necessarily feel as bad, but like Bone and Gauntlet, you choose your team. If you got unlucky and that your character is not popular enough to win, that is how it is, but you got to choose it. True. You know? And this, they throw you on a random team and you may have gotten lucky and got all Japanese guys who are going to swing it right before the thing ends. Or you got unlucky in that you have all Americans who are gonna get slaughtered right before the event ends. Yeah. You know? Well I I don't know I don't know even know if they'll look to fix that. They'll probably just keep tweaking and balancing, but that is a concern yeah. that a lot of people have for sure. Yeah. Okay. And like yeah, like we said, I still enjoy it to a degree, but it just feels bad to be in the lead when you look at it and then look at the end result and see that you had like five areas at the end when you used to have 15. Yeah. It's just a uh, gut punch really. Um, yeah. cool. Well, let's, uh, let's move on here and look at the continuing events that end, uh, in the next, well, when they end rival domains, week 11 has just started. So you can expect that to end on the 26th. That is kills with armored heroes as a bonus. The three heroes. Uh, let me double check. I may not have updated that one yet. Oh, okay. Well, uh, we'll come back to that one. Three heroes quests ends on May twenty first. Sorry, it's cavalry this week. Sorry, I forgot cavalry. to update that. It's all good. So cavalry uh, are your are your bonus kills in rival domains. Special orb promo. If you're looking for a boost of twenty orbs at a discount price, those are going to be in there till the twenty fourth. Illusory dungeon, sanctuary of the mages is going to be continuing 30 days up till june 11th grand hero battle julius ends very soon so get in there and get your redhead into your team i think he's redhead for some reason i i picture him he's i know he's red and <laughs> he that ends on the 23rd yes he is a redhead perfect I actually had the team that has him on it sitting right up top so i believe he got married this morning I'm, I'm not sure though uh that's a different redhead oh right 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 
<laughs> uh, anyways, uh, Grand Conquest goes into the 23rd, and the Weapon Workout Quest will end on June 1st. So I'm not saying you're definitely wrong. He might have gotten married, for all I know, today. But, you know, being a fictional character who doesn't actually progress through time like we do i'm not sure he did <laughs> and if he did it wouldn't have been on a saturday morning because who does that to people around the world anyways uh <laughs> arena bonus heroes genealogy heroes male kana female robin the mystery tactician ike the young mercenary shiro klein amelia and of course anna rounded things up well well, to go into our areas of not having much expertise, I didn't even realize that was today. So <laughs> the only reason I know is because uh, people in my wife's side of the family take it way too seriously. But uh, they won't listen to this, so they won't be upset with me. So this is perfect. <laughs> well, as we hinted at earlier, we got the announcement this week of the new uh, special heroes, uh, which is another bride banner. Uh, the video dropped Thursday at 11 p.m. Um, with three heroes instead of four. But there was a nice little hidden thing in the announcement that we'll go over in a minute. Uh, but the three heroes from the uh, new Bridal Bloom banner that is starting on the 21st are Ninian, the Bright-Eyed Bride. Uh, she's from Blazing Blade, the Lin game. Uh, she's a blue-flying mage dancer. Uh, Sanaki, Apostle in White. Uh, she's from the uh, Tellius games, Ike's games, uh, Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn, a green flying mage. Uh, she's been causing some grumblings in Reddit. but uh, And, of course, everyone's favorite character is back, Tharja, the obsessive bride, mm -hmm. who is a red infantry mage. Yeah. So it's a, it's a pretty... I mean, so why don't we go over, before we go over the spells and, and sort of the, the heroes we're getting, um, last week we hinted that we were going to do a speculation corner of who we thought the brides would be. Did you, did you have any, any, did you, did you nail any of them? Like, did you get, get any, any right? Um, were there ones that you would have preferred to see uh, in your speculation that you were looking at? What do you think? Um. Well, to be honest, I really hadn't given it a ton of thought as of yet. I had, you know, I was, like I mentioned earlier, I was fully expecting this was likely to come out by now. But if it hadn't, we'd try to figure, take some guesses. But, I mean, seeing as, and they continued it this year, last year, the brides were, were from all different games. It wasn't like you could actually say, oh, um, I think it's all going to be Fates characters in these three characters. I mean, there's so many different female characters in the series that you know when you don't narrow it down to a specific game it's really hard to guess who they're gonna throw out throw at you you know mm -hmm. um and uh if there was any prediction or guess uh that would be the tempest trial hero that they announced during the banner thing which was not actually a bride, but our first groom. Yes. Yeah, we, and Reddit's also been going crazy about this one because we finally have an alternate version of Marth. Marth Altian groom will be the reward for the Tempest trial. Yeah. It's kind of exciting to see um, Reddit sort of be calmed, but also uh, invigorated or, 
or uh, put into a fervor in, in the same at the yeah. same time. You know, yeah, it, I think um, I looked at the Reddit shortly after the banner had been released, and uh, half the posts were, um, "Oh my God, finally a Marthalt." The other half posts were, "Hey, was there an announcement of a Marthalt poking fun at all the people who were like, oh my God, finally a Marthalt?" And then there was one or two pointing out certain questionable choices. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we don't have to dwell on it, but we can certainly mention it here in the fact that Sanaki is a is an un, you know a ten to thirteen year old character. Is that the case? Uh, yeah, from what I and I haven't actually gone and double checked the data, but because I um, didn't get all the way through them, but in Path of Radiance, Sanaki is ten, and Radiant Dawn, she's thirteen. So the implications being that she's she's being married at at a, at a very young age, but uh, they do call her the Apostle in White, so maybe that's some sort of bridesmaid type thing. But we don't have to dwell on that. I'll let Reddit handle that I mean, one. But, yeah, and part of my feeling about it is that the whole bridal thing in Japan isn't necessarily this person is getting married, per se, from my understanding. It's a cultural thing they do, or they sick on. I could be completely wrong. It could be about focusing solely on getting married, but my understanding is that the you know bridal month thing in Japan or whatever isn't necessarily all the everyone's necessarily getting married per se and yeah with the voice lines and the fact that she's apostle in white and not you know bridal apostle or whatever um it does seem like they're not trying to specifically state she is a bride especially with her age if that is an accurate canon age for her you know still what age she's supposed to be in the thing so, yeah, I, I mean, we're not, it's not, I was we don't need to... referring a bit to about the whole Tharja thing. Cause you know, Tharja is a very polarizing character. Yeah. I mean, uh, I was going to say something, but I, I won't cause I don't want to appear to be rude. Um, yeah, no, uh, well, <laughs> no, I guess I have to say it. Well, are like... you saying you think she's the breast or the, I mean, no. best character or not the breast? No, best. no, just that you don't marry crazy. And that's all I'll say. <laughs> and that's not, that's just because she's crazy in the game. And that's like her character, right? She's a very weird character in that she is an obsessive, uh, you know, character in Awakenings. And she, to the point where it's borderline, um, a oh, little psychopath. She's quite obsessive in Fates as well. Oh, yes. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I forgot. That's Rajat. Yeah. Because, you know, that makes a giant difference, except the fact that she has the exact same personality, obsessiveness, and voice actor and yeah. character model. Well, I, I guess f- for me, it's just uh, the band, the, 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 the characters they've given us are kind of as expected i think tharja is a another tharja alt is kind of like okay here you guys go here's your fates here's your you know uh characters i actually looked looked at it a little and there's really only three tharjas so far so i suppose that's so there you go you're more tharjas coming your way um well no this is our third tharja so there's far there's more lucinas more you know more lens, definitely. Other characters, definitely more lens. Yeah. Uh, I I I think that I think that the characters they've chosen are are fine. 
Um, I'm yep. probably going to, you know, if I had to, you know, throw it out there, I'd probably, I'm probably going to go for Tharja because I just, I, out of the characters, she looks the coolest. I think, you know, Sanaki, whatever, Ninian, sure, it's a, it's a neat design, but I think Tharja's has, has the neatest design because it's, it's a, it's a purple and black dress as opposed to all the other ones. And this sounds really weird, but it's like, it's just a different design. Uh, it's, it's not the same. It's still like the generic Tharja, you know, sex symbol type thing. It's a little more toned down than her Christmas outfit, but um, I don't know. It's yeah, just, it, it's it different. Fits, it fits Tharja and her dark mage thing. So, you know, it really fits Tharja and it is a unique, different dress. I mean, it is nice to see a non-white dress for it, you know? Exactly. So. So in terms of their skills and, and whatnot, anything jumping out at you? Because I guess there are some unique uh, skills that, they've, that they're adding to these, well, these heroes. Well, uh, for someone not like me who tends to focus more on um, uh, getting one of each character, uh, Ninian might get slaughtered quite a lot. Uh, there might be those who will keep one and then keep hunting for Ninians just to feed her off to other characters because you know chill attack lowering the highest attack unit opponent uh by seven attack is going to be very useful hmm. you know the chill skills that are added with gun throw that you know pick a stat and this one it focuses on attack and no matter where you are on the map the highest attack unit will attack when you have a ninian out there or hmm. Someone you fit a Ninian too. So, oh, because you, so you're saying this the skills from Ninian will be very much sought after, and people people who do a lot of skill inherit to min max are going to be looking for her, right? Oh yeah, interesting. I okay, mean, that that chill attack. If you got a character, you know, if you're getting slaughtered by someone who has a high attack in story modes, or you you know just want to dull the person coming after you in arena, it's a very useful skill. You know, cool. If if you can survive that attack that you normally you, that's useful. No, no, that's that's really good. So it'll be interesting to see what and, people do with that. Yeah, and since the skill, uh, the chill skills don't have a range, it's not like uh, they have to be in you know cardinal directions of you or next to you. It's anywhere on the map. Whoever has the highest attack. Will, on your opponent's team will lose seven attack at the start of each of your turns. That is pretty crazy. So. <laughs> That's a great arena skill. Yep. Hmm. Okay. Well, maybe uh, maybe I'll be going for her as well. I, I don't know. Um, what about Sanaki? Anything jump out at you skill wise? Um. The the for Sanaki and Tharja, the big interesting thing to me is the new um, assist triggered skills. Uh, Sanaki has the Defense Res Link, which is a new skill that is triggered off of a movement assist skill, uh, like reposition, shove, pivot, uh, so on and so forth. And she actually has Drawback, which is a skill that would trigger this. Uh, when she does uses a skill like that on someone, or someone uses a skill like that on her, uh, she grants Defense and Resistance plus 6 to both her and the other unit i had one question that popped into my head as i as we talk about these new skills how do you feel about these new types of skills being added 
two special heroes that are only appearing once or twice a year and they're not in the major pool like how does that make you feel um i'm okay with it uh i'm not but i don't min max there are those who min max who might get annoyed uh but i actually don't mind them using this to introduce a new type of skill see how it affects the meta where it's at a limited point and then they can start adding in more to the basic skill pool because mm-hmm. that always seems to be how it kind of works is that they'll add it at, to a, a limited time character and then might not be the same version but they'll add another version to a new character or to a uh, generic pool character you know or an, or eventually add the same version to the generic pool characters. So you're thinking the next pool, or the next banner that comes out after the bridal banner will have another uh, of these link uh, or these assist type skills, right? That's your thought? Yeah. Um, like this new movement assist and rally assist that Tharja has, which is um, if she uses a rally assist, uh, one of the Rally, you know, like she comes with attack speed boost. She'll boost attack speeds on it. She'll if, if if she or another unit uses a rally assist, uh, foes within cardinal directions of her will get speed minus seven on them, mm-hmm. which gives a better chance of uh, doubling on them. So that is a nice little uh, thing that I think will start showing up on other characters. So the Faint skill and the link skills will start showing up, whether it's whether it'll be defense res again or attack speed, attack res, attack defense, stuff like that. Well, I'm sure we'll eventually get versions for all combos. Uh, yeah, I think the assist skills will pop back up because it um, gives restrictions but allows you to get a stronger uh, buff or debuff. You know, mm-hmm. you get a stronger buff or debuff, but the restriction is you have to give up an attack. Because when you use an assist skill, that character cannot attack that turn. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with these because it is a neat, a neat touch because I, I think it encourages you to use more of the assist type moves uh, outside of dancing and healing, right? So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how, how these work. And, and honestly, could fall in line with some folks, uh, some heroes like healers, maybe your Lissa, that are constantly using their assist. Well, so far they haven't given a heal assist skill. Oh, right, and if right, you right. take away a heal assist skill from the healer, that kind of makes the healer half pointless. I okay, you know? I'm I'm looking at this now and you're you are right. Yeah. A movement assist skill, a rally assist skill. So if you do have a character that often uses a rally or or a movement uh, assist, then maybe these uh, these B skills will be will be useful. So that's um I mean, we'll get those on the 21st, and when's the Tempest Trial starting where we're going to get Marth, the Altian groom who has a cake flipper, an axe-wielding cake flipper? Uh, yes, that is the 25th. It We'll get the banner for it on the 22nd, day after the bridal banner. And then on the 25th, we should get the Tempest Trial. Cool. All Unless right. Marth's coming from a different Tempest Trial, and they're just taunting us. <laughs> I can't remember if it said for sure that he comes on the one on the 25th. Oh, right. There's two Tempest Trials happening Yep, he does come on the one starting on the 25th. No, there's just the one. 
Oh, okay. There's Never the mind. banner on the 22nd, but there's yeah. the actual Tempest Trial on the 25th. And I just right. looked at the uh, banner video uh, notification. It does say he is from that one on the 25th. Okay. Well, speaking of upcoming events, uh, we have events starting before May 26th. As we mentioned, the Bridal Bloom banner starts on May 21st, and that will come with a login bonus. Then the Tempest Trial banner starts on May 22nd, which uh, I assume will be also a login bonus, or does that start on the 25th? The login bonus starts with the banner on the 22nd. Perfect. So and then two bonuses starting a day after each other. Perfect. Can't wait. Orbs aplenty, good sirs and madams. Uh, Band Band Hero Battle Revival, Amelia and Tana, starting on the 23rd. And then finally, a Tempest Trial, Loki's Flames, starting on May 25th. Speaking of which, as we enter the speculation corner, I want to know, Loki's Flames, what do we think the bonus heroes are going to be in Tempest Trials? And you have a theory that it might not be the four brides from last year. So take it away. Um, no, nope. uh, like they did with the um, spring banner, I think the brides from last year are going to show up on the voting gauntlet that starts on the 1st of June. Uh, like the spring banner, the bunnies from last year versus the bunnies from this year. So I think the brides and groom from this year will be battling the brides from last year. So I think that's where we'll get the um, brides reappearing. Um, the fact that we are getting a Tempest Trial banner makes me feel like it's probably not going to be the genealogy units we just finished up with. I mean, it would be really weird to have their banner end and then them pop up on another banner two days later. That would be really odd. Or a day later, sorry. (laughs) Not even two days. Um, So it's just trying to figure out who do you think the... Tempest Trial here bonus heroes are because I mean it's not like you can say it's a specific um, specific uh, game since they're the characters are coming from multiple games. Mm-hmm. You, know, you got Barja from Awakening, Sanaki from the Ike games, um, uh, Ninian from Lin's games, and uh, Marth from you know, the Marth games. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, I think, you know, when you have the the Marth that's coming and the new heroes from, from this bridal banner, what fills out the the roster, it, it also can't be, like, their pairings, you know? I mean, if we wanted to go super boring, it could just be their original, their original types as opposed to the alts. And then that would probably open it up to people who may not have those those bridal characters what do you what are your thoughts on that maybe it feels a little weird if they do that i mean Um, it feels a little cheap harder to get one um part of me thinks that maybe they'll do sita not the bridal sita but um you know base sita yeah to fit up with match up with marth um maybe like zelgius or black knight but even i mean and that's so they can put him on the, another banner. Um, you know, uh, who they would put with Ninian, I'm not sure. Especially since they haven't added Nils yet, which would be the normal counter to her. I mean, I guess they could do a, to do base Elliewood. Yeah. 
since she's from that game or one of the many Lins they have. Although like, I guess only one of them is a base unit that they could throw out. Yeah, I'm just wondering like what else what else is there and, and whether or not it's yeah I or mean, maybe maybe they completely just focus. Um, they do the they do the bridal bridles again and they just have it in there. But who knows? It, really. it is entirely possible they will do the brides there instead of as the Tempest Trials or as the Voting Gauntlet. I mean, but I mean, and I guess they aren't showing a Voting Gauntlet specific. Uh, banner, so maybe you're supposed to get the brides from the uh, Tempest Trials in order to have them in the Voting Gauntlet, which would seem weird and counterintuitive to how they do it in the past, but... Oh, intelligent systems always always keeping us on our toes. Well, um, I guess we'll find out sooner rather than later as the Tempest Trial starts before our next episode. So we will have Which found Which is why out. I wanted to speculate on that since the original plan of possibly discussing who we think could be the uh, Bridal Banner characters has mm -hmm. been revealed. For sure. Um, well, let's talk about... Let's move into our final segment for the episode, Summoner's Focus, which is Burkut. Sounding an awful lot like some sort of nut that you could purchase at a farmer's market. Burkut, the prideful prince. I don't know why I said that. It just sounds like a nut of some kind. Don't... Okay, I'm not sure no? I've ever thought of a Burkut nut or a something that sounds like Burkut. But Burkut is a non-playable character who appears exclusively in uh, Fire Emblem Echo, Shadow of Valentia. He's one of the characters like Faye who was added specifically for... Uh, the remake. He is um, presented as the nephew of Emperor Rudolph of Rigel, uh, your major antagonist in Alm's Root. Uh, Rigel is the invading country during the Alm storyline. Um, he guided the coup of Zofia by luring Desai into betraying his homeland and is vying to be the next emperor. He commands the invasion of Zofia to prove his military prowess. Uh, he's one you keep battling and chase, beating and chasing away throughout the story. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I don't remember a whole lot. Of, well, he was a major, like you said, a major antagonist, and he. Yep. I didn't realize he was. Uh, he was new to the remake. I didn't. I didn't kind of well how would i have known that yep. i never played the original but like he his girlfriend i think is brand new like him and um they are all brand new i think there's a couple others who are new mm -hmm. uh, but i can't remember them off the top of my head right now but... they well it makes sense they would have to fill out the character roster but uh personal experience with this character it is a grand hero battle unit so everybody who did the grand hero battle for bakut should have at least a three star of of him, but uh, was I, I don't. Think I just he is one of the. I think he is once again one of the rotating, uh, grand hero battles. Yeah, possibly. I I don't pay a lot. I I haven't really done a lot of the the rotating grand hero battles. They're just so difficult. So I, and then by the time I realize, oh, I should do them and look up a guide. I they've already they've already switched. But yeah, I, you're probably right. He's probably one of those. He he came. So his grand hero battle, obviously would have been around the launch of Shadows of, of Valencia, so he would probably qualify as one of the rotating well, I think chairs. he came out around the time that we had the Shadows of Valencia banner, the Almond Celica split banners and stuff like that. I don't know if it, that was necessarily right around the launch. I think it was a month or two after, but still. 
think that's when his original Grand Hero Battle came out. And he is part of the second wave of the um, daily Grand Hero Battles. Um, the Grand Hero Battles aren't not that much, aren't that. I'll learn how to talk one of these days. The Grand Hero Daily Grand Hero Battles are no more difficult than they were before, but if you've already completed the base versions, you have the more difficult versions sitting there. So, and the fact that they're weekly is you can look at that guide, prep for it, and if you remember, and that is the key part, remembering in time, you can actually fight them the next week when he shows up. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. I think it's something I need to do um, to kind of unlock more of those quests. And there are orbs on the line, so I'm not sure I'm going to leave them on the table. Um, Orbs, additional copies of the Grand Hero. True. So you can work towards getting them a plus three or four or getting their unique skills off of them. And you've leveled up your Burkut. You got him to a level 50? Or level 50? Level 40? Level I've level level forty five stardom. Good. Um, you know, I tend to kind of try to focus on those grand hero battle characters, getting them to five star because you know you're only ever going to get them at cap of max of four stars. That is uh, true. I can't remember for sure if I only did the three star version of him. Um, not knowing which day his battle is, I can't verify that until I until it's the right day for him, which it is not today. I don't know know when he pops up. Um, Yeah, there's no Boons or Banes. He's a Grand Hero Battle character, so he's a a neutral unit. Um, As for a build, uh, I kind of... I did us all a favor, and I went in and kind of starred. So the the optimal build, which is titled Bravely Burkut, which sounds like a a great nut-based coffee of some kind. Ooh, that's a... You can really taste it. It's a Bravely Burkut blend. Mmm. Uh, his his C skill is what sticks around, and everything else is replaced. You've um, basically what you're trying to do is his natural high attack makes a brave weapon an easy pick. So we give him brave lance plus, and you can get that from a selection of heroes. I think um, Donald is it Donald the Vigiler the villager the villager guy. Uh, what's yep. I had it and then Donald. I lost it. Donald, yeah, that that's who I would feed to to him because no one likes Donald, right? And there are some who might, and he was a very powerful character in Awakening. True. If you built him up. But he has a pot on his head, man. So? Okay. <laughs> uh, the build also uses death blow, drawback, or dragback, sorry, and reposition for mobility and raw power, which sounds pretty good to me. Burkut is forming up to be quite the powerful unit, and he's just sitting there in my in my arsenal. Just just collecting dust. Have you done much of this to him? Have you kind of given him his build and, and sent him to town? Or or did he just, did you just level him up? I'm, I leveled him up. I haven't done anything else with him. Um, I am hesitant, especially for, to give out uh, with skills that require a five star. I have, I don't think, ever given someone a weapon. Yeah, but um, it's Donald. No one likes Donald. We already established this. We established you don't like Donald because you're anti um, uh, improvisation. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that works too. 
he's he's a villager. He doesn't have armor, so he improvised and grabbed a pot to protect. But he joins head. the so. army. You'd think the first thing they say is, "Hey, take that stupid pot off your head. Here's a helmet." That doesn't happen <laughs> in the game. Why not? Because the draw the. Uh, artists did not feel like drawing him a second time with armor. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, Bonfire can be substituted for Luna for high defense enemies, but with the right buffs, Bonfire is the winner. So, um, yeah. And wrapping that all up, his C skill, which is staying intact, is a Ward Cavalry because it will, uh, it, yeah. It, now, no, you're, you want to keep the Ward Cavalry if you're building him for a cavalry team if you're doing a non-cavalry team it does recommend threatened defense mm. yeah. because yeah the cavalry buffs like all the uh movement specific buffs are more powerful than your basic buffs so that's why they recommend that keeping that if you have them on a cavalry team true so with the cavalry team you you so basically i lied and that his c skill should probably be swapped out if you're just using him to to fill out a team but if he's part of like yeah. horse emblem, then you're probably gonna want to keep Ward Cavalry on. So that's that's good. I mean, I feel pretty I feel pretty good about the Burkut, uh, the greatest nut to ever grace our uh, our fine show. And oh, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I might make an argument for a different nut that uh, is better that graces our show on a weekly basis <laughs> i have no idea who you're talking about uh but yeah, as, neither do I. <laughs> as you all know we announced the next game we're going to be covering in our discord so join us over there and we'll give you the link at the end of the show uh and we did decide that next week's uh hero would be the black knight the sinister general uh, another uh actually he wasn't a grand hair battle unit he was a tempest trial unit and he was he um i don't know if it's still going on but he was the unit you got in the starter pack when they launched uh 2.0 or maybe not 2.0 but when they hit the one year anniversary and gave us the starter pack he came in there so yeah, most been... people should have him for sure especially if that starter pack's still going uh, those who don't want to spend even the $5 for that that's fine but he was a tempest trial unit so he should be out there quite a bit quite easy to get free unit yeah so well i i don't know if the starter it'd be hard to tell i'd have to create a new account and see but i think the starter pack wouldn't go away i, I could be wrong but um before we do leave the show i do need to give you the final say so before i do the outro eddie any final words for the for our fine listeners I must gather my might. I will need it. Yeah. That's what a nut says. Anyways, visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash fay. Email the show fay at gamersinpodcast.com. Check out the Fire Emblem channel in the Gamers In Discord over at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Tell us who your favorite nut is. Is it Burkut? Uh, let us know. You can follow us on Twitter you can find myself at R. Murphy, Eddie at Drowfear, and don't forget to follow the Gamers in for show updates. That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week, and happy summoning. Mm-hmm.